Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Our Soul. I know uh, we were here a couple weeks ago um, with Elena, uh, but now Terry is back. So we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, And it's January, which means it's finally the end of lame duck. And, um, you know, those who were elected have been installed into their offices. And, you know, things are crazy. And Terry, now that you're back, I would love to hear about what you're thinking about what's going on, um, you know, now that we're out of lame duck season. Oh, my goodness. So... I I really like calling lame duck silly season because it is that season where um, legislators have zero accountability and they just do whatever they want um, and they don't care about their voters. The only problem with that is it's Ohio, so that's kind of all the time right now. True. But I was away, of course, uh, all of you know I was not present at the, the last meeting of the Our Soul Society here, right? <laughs> Um, because I was on vacation, but while I was on vacation, um, enjoying, you know, plenty of uh, fun in the sun and uh, relaxation, we went through a really interesting political hiccup in Ohio, right? Um, were you following this? Like the, the election of the Ohio House Speaker, right? Which is normally a big old snooze fest, let's be honest, right? Um, we have one party in this state that has gerrymandered the legislature so badly that they always return enough people to elect whoever they want. Um, they have majority uh, elections in November, December to choose who's going to lead their political party caucus. And then they just install that person as the Speaker of the House, right? Well, that's normally how it happens. That's not what happened this year. You had a big rift in Ohio's supermajority, Ohio's gerrymandered political uh, controllers. You had this uh, minority of folk join with all of the other party. In this case, a minority of Republicans joined with all the Democrats in the Ohio House to elect Jason Stevens, a Republican from Kitts Hill, Ohio, as the House Speaker. Now, a lot of you are like, oh, he's droning on about politics again. Give me just a minute, because Jason Stevens, Jason Stevens is beloved by the Appalachian Caucus in the Republican Party. Um, They are a minority in the Republican Party, but they bonded together to, you know, partner with Democrats and get Jason Stevens elected over and above the person who had the majority support in the Republican caucus, which was Derek Marin from Monclova Township. Now, you've heard about Derek Marin if you're a longtime listener here, because we've talked about Derek every time we've talked about a stupid, no good, ridiculous, awful abortion ban, because Derek has always had his name on every stupid, no good, ridiculous abortion ban that's ever been passed in Ohio. Just as a side note, all abortion bans are stupid and ridiculous. We just say that for effect. Um, I digress, though. Derek Marin, uh, known anti-abortion advocate, really, really vitriolic anti-choice politician, was supposed to be Speaker of the House. He is the leader of House Republicans, and that was denied, denied him 
by a group of GOP politicians who are even more craven than he is. I say all this because I'm on vacation. I get this notice that, oh, there's this intrigue, and all of a sudden Derek Maron's out. It completely upends all of our expectations for what the House might do. Um, we now have a situation where the elected Speaker of the Ohio House owes his election to the votes of Democrats. And that means some of these Democrats are going to get things that they wanted. They're going to get certain pieces of legislation uh, brought forward that wouldn't necessarily be brought forward in other places. They're also going to get some legislation killed before it even comes to the floor. So we're very interested at Faith Choice Ohio in all this because maybe, perhaps, we end up with a slightly more favorable environment for a little while for abortion rights. Um, the other piece of this is, you know, we recognize in the work that we do, all this political intrigue is really minor and secondary compared to the work we do every day of mutual aid and solidarity in community care, right? We pay attention to this stuff so that you don't really have to. <laughs> I mean, um, it's just not that interesting to follow these people around and see, are they going to be horrible today or even worse tomorrow, right? But um, the long and short of it is the intrigue at the house has really given us some time to breathe around what consequences might come out of this legislature for people who are pregnant and don't want to be. Um, I'm really excited because any chaos that we can introduce into um, the status quo is good at this point because the status quo is not serving anybody. And for me, coming back from vacation, we got to spend a fantastic uh, anniversary of Roe v. Wade on Sunday. I was with some fantastic people at Columbus Mennonite Church that did this amazing fundraiser for Faith Choice Ohio and the Jubilee Fund. We put together tons, I mean tons, of abortion care packages, 250 in all, for Your Choice Healthcare, um, you know, a clinic in Columbus. It was just a wonderful moment of realizing that politicians are in total chaos and abortion rights advocates are getting work done for people who need abortion care, right? We are showing up for abortion seekers with the Jubilee Fund, with organized congregations, with people who are volunteering through Faith Choice Ohio. And it doesn't really matter what chaos happens at at the Capitol. Like, they can be in chaos today. They could get it all together tomorrow. They, You know, whatever happens, we're still going to be showing up and caring for our people. And, you know, for me, that's what we do in this space so well. I know, Kelly, you have done a lot of work um, engaging community care and particularly conversations about how we care for ourselves, right? I mean, that's that's where we are in this new year, right? All the palace intrigue, all the stuff at the state house, that is really secondary to what is going to continue to be our reality and our hope and the way that we care for one another for years to come, which is that direct mutual aid and community compassion. Right? Yeah. And like, you know, when the state time and time again fails us, you know, who do we come back to but our own communities that we're in? And, like, 
uh, I think, like, thinking about those abortion care packages and thinking about, like, how, you know, we have, like, the Jubilee Fund and, and things like that. It's really about, like, how we build community in each other and become um, people who show up for, for others, you know? I think, like, hearing about this is kind of like uh, th this chaos in the um, Ohio politics is kind of like a, a, a minor relief, you know, like to, to hear about things going not positively for uh, the people who want to end abortion access in Ohio. I mean, that is always going to be a great thing to me um, and to all of us who care about abortion rights. Um but in the end, it's not like this huge victory. I mean, I, we can, if uh, you haven't listened to our episode around uh, the our episodes around the election earlier this year, we talked a lot about this, like how how voting is is not necessarily the revolutionary act, but it is the the harm reduction. It is the 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 community care in in the sense that you're keeping a threat from, <laughs> from happening, you know, it's kind of like that, that part of things, but it's not, it's not like the meat and potatoes. Um, and when, in the end, when, when thinking about the positive things, the things that are going to get us to a better place, um, it's, it's that kind of support of abortion funds that actually care for people and, um, being able to show up in the way that, uh, uh, provides care to patients who are who are getting abortions like people at the state house may never speak to or interact with somebody who is um well they may not know that they are interacting to with or speaking to somebody who is uh who has had an abortion but we as community members can can care for people who are going through that process and choosing to uh care for themselves and I know, like, you're, you're talking about how um, we, we talk about the, the news and all this crazy stuff going on and follow around these politicians um, so other people don't have to. I will clarify, Terry, you follow them around <laughs> and you tell me about it uh, because my, you know, my personal um, point of, of uh, self-preservation uh, and self-care is to not follow them around because often I've found that that is like a harm for me. And so you, by being that person, are also protecting me from the harm of having to, you You can be that filter for me, which I appreciate um, very much so. But, you know, uh, I think the, the it's the community aspect that, that really matters um, and, that, and that being able to show up but you you being able to do that reminds me of um, my own personal thoughts on this year, you know, coming from 2022 and Roe falling and coming into 2023, not necessarily knowing what uh, chaos will ensue in this year. Uh, my goal for myself has been, I, I set these like uh, themes for the year and uh, try to focus like my goals. I don't call them New Year's resolutions because that's like a, its own kind of pressure the society has put on it, but uh, I have goals that I make for the year. And so this year, my theme is about investing in myself 
and investing in those that uh, bring me joy. And I think like often we like uh, we as a society can downplay those acts of self-care and community care um, in in uh, it like to uplift more of the political things or or the work like even the work that we are doing like I think that uh, the the relationship that a person has with their friend who needs to know like what their options are around abortion and like being able to have that conversation is just as important as me and you talking on this podcast and informing people about things that are going on in the world like I think I, maybe this is kind of rambly, but um, I think like everybody's piece is really important in this. Um, whereas like oftentimes there can be this, this focus on the politics or those whose job it is to, to do that. Am I, <laughs> am I rambling? No, no, you're spot on because the fact is we are living through unprecedented times. I know I, I hate that word. I hate how it has been overused in many ways, but the reality is we've lived through this pandemic, this ongoing pandemic. We are living through a pandemic of gerrymandering and disengaged political systems that don't represent us, that don't care for us, that don't have our backs, our fronts, or any other part of us. And we are living in a time where there's literally too much to do. There's too much uh, need for us to meet in every moment. And so we have the choice. Do we just pour ourselves out like, you know, um, a small can of soda on a, a hot, uh, you know, ground outside a hot sidewalk that just kind of like, you know, fizzles and dies? Or do we reserve ourselves and care for ourselves and steward ourselves to be able to make it through the heat and to make it through that long, long process? Um, a dear friend of mine, uh, Rabbi Daniel Ruttenberg, we were able to be with um, right at the end of 2022, was musing about Hanukkah, right? The Hanukkah, of course, this, this festival celebrating um, oil that lasted eight days, right? Eight days, eight nights. Um, you know, there's a lot of tradition in, in uh, the Jewish faith community around how that oil lasts, the miracle of the oil lasting, right? And Danya said, well, the, the miracle of Hanukkah, it is the oil lasting, right? The oil lasting those eight days, that's the miracle of Hanukkah for days two through eight, right? But the miracle of the first night of Hanukkah, the miracle of the very first night, is that people who knew they did not have enough oil to last eight nights lit the oil anyway. They lit the lamps anyway, even though they knew they didn't have enough, even though they knew that they were going to fail, even though they knew that they were insufficient in terms of their resources, they lit the lamp anyway. And the miracle then was able to take form. And I think about that in terms of our spirituality. Like we look at all of the need in our communities and our systems. And to be to be sure, like if you spend more than five or 10 minutes a day looking at the news, 
you're going to get so overwhelmed, you're not going to be able to do anything, right? Um, if, if you get so absorbed in that and you don't have some other outlet, right? Um, if you look at just the political side of our, our problems in repro, if you look at just the logistics of community care and abortion funding, if you look at just the medical side of trying to get enough doctors and practitioners and, and clinicians, if you look at just the, the misinformation about SMA, any one of these issues that we constantly combat could overwhelm us. And we have to admit we do not have the resources sufficient to make this uh, to make this successful. And at the same time, we're still going to go forward and we're still going to do all these things, right? We're still going to show up. We're going to light the lamps, even though we don't have eight days worth of uh, oil uh, around. We're going to move forward anyway, because we are people who we don't just believe in, uh, you know, miraculous wonder. We believe in the miracle of showing up and finding out what our resilience can be, right? And, and I, I feel like that's where we are as we cross this, uh, this mark from 2020 into 2023. 2023, which will be the first full year that we've experienced without the protections of Roe. We acknowledge like Roe was a significant milestone and a significant victory in 1973 when it was won. And Roe was woefully insufficient, right? We cannot come into 2023 with the goal of restoring Roe because the restoration of Roe isn't even half a loaf, right? It's not even halfway to the goal. We have to mourn the loss of Roe, but we have to fight for full liberation for folks. We have to fight for full self-determination, for full bodily autonomy, right? Because that's what people were fighting for in 1973 when they got Roe right? We have to fight for more than what we've got before. We have to fight for a future we've never known before. I It's like kind of that phrase, like shoot for the moon and you'll end up among the stars or whatever like that. Uh, you know, thinking about, and it, a couple of these different anecdotes that I've heard came up for me when uh, I was listening to you. Uh one of them, I, it, it's so weird uh, that this is something that's been impactful on my life for like such a long time. Um, but when I was a kid, uh, my mom worked for a multi-site parish. And so basically my mom is an associate pastor and um, I got to listen to other pastors on the Sundays that she was uh, not preaching there. And so there was one Sunday that I was listening to one of these other proctor, pastors preach and um Oddly enough, I do not remember what the rest of this sermon was, but uh, one thing that I remember was him talking about this this act of like faking it until you make it uh, and having the faith that will will get you to that end goal. Um, and whenever I think about like, you know, coming up against these like hard things or going into situations where I don't I don't feel fully secure or uh, have a good posture syndrome or whatever. Um, I often thinking about think about this uh, faking it until you make it and and having the faith that will get you to the to whatever it is. Um, but also just like this the, oh, this mindset of like doing things 
even though you're not good at them. It's a, it's a thing that I've like really struggled with is, uh, often, uh, you know, maybe there's a hobby that I'm interested in or some activity that I'm interested in, but I know that like, I don't have the skills related to that hobby or that activity or whatever. And, uh, often I have just decided to not do it. Just, uh, oh, I'm not very good or I don't know anything about crocheting, so I'm not going to crochet. I'm not going to try. But then if, if no one ever tries, if everybody has that same mindset that I have sometimes, <laughs> then we never get any innovation. We never get anyone trying new things and hobbies, activities die off um, with those who have held them on before, held, held them before. And, you know, when I think about like this, uh, facing the mountain that is, you know, those who are against abortion rights and also holding on to this grief for this thing that was never good enough anyway, but it was still like a security that we had and that we don't have it. Um, it can, it can feel like, you know, I know that this is, like, I know I'm not good at this. I know that, like, this is a thing that's going to fail. I know that, like, the people who are working against me have all of these resources and tools to make it harder for me. And so why try in the first place? But if we never try, then we never, we never have the opportunity to win. Um, this is, like, another thing that I think about uh, as a development professional and fundraising, um, you know, if you never uh, ask um, if people are wanting to donate, then nobody will ever think about donating. And then you don't <laughs> you don't get new donations and the organization is not able to move forward. Um, and so it's all about like making those opportunities. And I think like, you know, it's hard. <laughs> we are in a rough spot. We are dealing with this grief. We do. We are facing, you know, uh, really big struggles. Uh, but if we have the faith that, you know, if I'm trying, then we're going to get somewhere, then that's, that's what matters. I mean, you, like you were saying in 1973, they were working for full liberation. They got Roe, which granted isn't enough, but they still got Roe. And we just need to keep pushing for you know, and I think the hard part of this is like a future that may not come in our lifetimes. And so it can feel very defeatist, like to to keep working for um, a like abolitionist future or a, a future with transformative justice or a future with full uh, reproductive justice where people can have cho children, not have children and parent the children they have in safe and sustainable communities. Um, and and, you know, I may not see that in my lifetime, but that doesn't mean that that's not a goal worth pursuing. Just because I won't see the end doesn't mean that, like, that won't eventually happen. And any minuscule amount that we can be a part of it is is moving us towards that. Um, anyway, those are just <laughs> those are just some of my thoughts, and like, I'm I'm kind of like as as we're going into this year and I think like the the loss of Roe although like Roe was always the floor um it's still like a grief that I feel I feel myself carrying around with me um 
as like a a thing that's just there um not not giving up even in the face of like the the failures that have or not the failures but like the defeats that have already happened um and knowing that there may be more defeats before there are victories and it can be hard to keep going in that but I mean what other choice do we have you know like if if we don't continue on in the face of adversity then nobody ever wins so absolutely and and that is that is the goal is to create a more perfect future right a future that our generations that inherit this fight after us will have easier days will have a broader context will be able to reach farther than we can even imagine right now, right? Our concept of what can be is so limited by what is. One day, our limited sight will be overtaken by the unlimited potential of those who come after us, provided we continue to make you know, as as kind of that, that biblical ethics is, we make straight the paths, right? We lift up the valleys and tear down the mountains to make to make a plane over which we can move in that direction. That's the power of our movement, that we're not a movement of election. We're not a movement of we're here because we've decided to do this. We're a movement literally fighting for our lives and the lives of our people. We don't have a choice. The choice that we have is whether or not we succumb or overcome. Stopping is not part of the buffet of options. Right? That's, that's the difference, I, I think, between um, you know, these electoral systems, these institutional systems of uh, you know, governance and, and management and behavior versus liberation movement spaces. And that's where we are, a liberation movement for all people. Yeah, and I think, like, part of that, whether we succumb or overcome, uh, I think is about how we choose to take care of ourselves and, and how we choose to take care of our communities, regardless of those small, or it's not small, but the defeats that we may face regardless mm. of how quote-unquote progress is happening. Uh, I think what's most important is like, you know, how we make sure that our families get food on the table and how we make sure that the people in our life are able to make their bodily autonomy decisions uh, regardless of what uh, things may be in their way. So, yeah, just taking care of ourselves in the face of everything else that's going on. Amen. Amen. So we will continue on. We will continue in this fight and in the struggle, regardless of what may come. And Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) We're uh, (laughs) out of time in this space yet again. Um, We encourage you to take part in whatever work you can for mutual aid liberation, community care, and justice, because we all deserve to be free, and we get free together. 
That's what Jubilee means. That's what we stand for at Faith Choice Ohio. That's what our soul is all about. We hope it is well with your soul. Until next time, friends. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.